PWO, 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 PWO. It's Thursday night, which means you know it's time for the WrestleCast right here for PWL. As always, I'm your host, Matt. With me tonight, it's the greatest ref of all time. It's Cobb Sinclair, and this is the two-man power trip. Yeah, we should just rename the show from WrestleCast to two-man power trip, and I'm all for it. So I mean, whatever is just Cobb and I. I mean, prediction shows, if I ever end up on Ref Bump, it'll be Ref Bump, the two-man power trip. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're we're gonna get shirts shirts made too, and uh, they will be incredible. It needs. Ah, I see what you're doing there. I'm a fan of it. Uh, if you guys haven't been paying attention, or maybe if you're listening on podcasts and haven't seen our our stuff out on social media, you're really gonna want to tune in on Monday. Cod, you want to tell them why? Yeah, special two hour episode of the Wrestlecast. Um, we will we will be welcoming. ECW legend, the hardcore icon. He is just incredible. Um, also known as PJ Polacco. Go give him some love on social media. Um, at, it is at PJ Polacco on Twitter and Instagram. Um, again, special two-hour show on Monday. You will not want to miss it. I'm excited. Um, I know I'm not going to be on that show, barring anything a little crazy. I'm going to be trying to work a little more backstage scenery for that one um i'm real pumped though because i can only imagine the stories he has uh just from being in the ecw arena um i am i'm very excited i hope you guys are as excited as we are uh it's also been a minute since we've brought in someone to talk to so i know you guys typically kind of like that as well although man we should talk to the bouncers again i think i played uh, the bouncers once a show i think that's yeah show. yeah i reached out to him um I know they've got a lot of tapings going on right now, at least once a week, and you know, getting back into the swing of things, and so, you know, kind of letting that one ride. We'll see what happens, but um, definitely, if you guys want to see anybody for me to reach out to um, to bring them onto the show, drop their name in the comments. Um, you can't put John Cena though because we won't be able to see him. So, I've been trying, man. I mean, he follows me, and I try and talk to him, but yeah. I mean, I understand he's got he's got a busy schedule. It's true. Um, do also okay. So now we we've told you guys, Justin Credible is going to be on this show on Monday. We're very excited. We're going to go ahead and start moving in towards some of the stuff that's happened this week. Um, and we had some very saddening news last night. Kind of, I I don't know exactly when it broke, but it felt like it was like eleven p.m. midnight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was late, but unfortunately. Uh, Joseph, Josephus, uh, the question mark, passed away last night um, out, out of nowhere from what everyone's saying. Um, it, it seems to be kind of a very tragic situation. Yeah, um, really quick. And, you know, it, um, he, from what I've been reading and um, a lot of wrestlers coming to give their own, you know, testimonial, um, very seems uh it seems very much so like a Brody Lee esque um gentleman. Um uh fun fact, he play he did play Bruiser Brody in the Dark Side of the Ring episode. And yeah. um 
he's always done some solid stuff, just hasn't, you know, been able to take, you know, another big step to a mainstream. But his stuff with David Arquette uh, two years ago was outstanding. Um, so it, um, I know that it is on YouTube for free. Um, so maybe I can share that after the show on our Facebook page. Um, but yeah, Dev definitely out of nowhere and makes me really exclamation point right now. So yeah, these um these things it really just goes to show you, you know, no one's really invincible. It's really um and it's been a little hard being a wrestling fan with all with all of this happening. I feel I feel like we've not wear a mask. Please. Don't be like low-key. Don't be like Austin Aries. Wear a mask. Thank you. Um, now that we have, you know, we really wanted to talk about that. We wanted to pay our respects the best we could. We're going to switch things up a little bit because it has been a, a, a very eventful week. Um, mm. Which I, was, I hate saying this. I was kind of surprised. I didn't think for once we didn't have anything really major, major, major happening. I mean, this, we're having a, a New Japan show this weekend, but it's not like... Mm. Wrestle Kingdom or or Dominion, so I, mm. I was feeling like this was going to be kind of a lull week. I was wrong. I was very very wrong. We officially have uh, everyone who is uh, signed to WWE NXT, uh, and this is the largest recruit class in the history of the Performance Center. Of course. Um, I wonder why. <laughs> well, I'm also going to go ahead and say I apologize if I mess up any names here. Uh, but I'll probably be telling you there at least names they used outside of the WWE before they got to the WWE if they have one. So starting off here, I'm just going to go down the list here we have from Wrestling. Plug them. They got a lot of good stuff here. Um, makes our life a little bit easier when it comes to reporting. Bronson Recksteiner, who is the son of uh, Rick Steiner, coming to WWE from the gridiron. He's six feet tall, 230. You look at him and you can just tell he is a Steiner. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he is a, it was like if Rick and Scott had a baby, honestly. That's like the facial form, formity. I just, um, I can't wait for the storyline where he comes out and says, Scott's my real dad. He, he's, he's, he's my real booty daddy. <laughs> there you go, that's a much better way of putting that. Oh, Lord. That would have required a little bit more Steiner math for me. Yeah. Uh Next one up here, Taya Valkyrie. Uh, a lot, I mean, we've talked about her a lot lately. She comes from Impact. She's also been down in Mexico with AAA, trained under Lance Storm, 11 years Excellent. in the ring, joining her husband in the WWE brand. I think this is a really good place for her, if I'm being honest with you. Yeah, she immediately boosts the NXT women's division. Um, although we'll get to somebody else when we get to results. Um, somebody that actually um, over overperformed, in my, in my opinion. Oh, I think actually we're going to talk about the same person. Yeah. Oh, I like this. I like this. Two-man power trip. We are in sync. I'm digging it. Up next, we got L.A. Knight. Let me talk to you here. Uh, you formerly know him as Eli Drake. Drew, I'm sorry. I know you don't like it, but we got we to gotta use the name here. Yeah. Um, they really put him over here in that, you know, he's recently debuted. He's a former NWA television champion. He's competed against McIntyre Morrison. And Jeff Hardy. Yeah, um, the, this is this is a another perfect spot for him. Um, I feel like some of the old mainstays 
from NXT with this new class. Um, maybe we can kind of either push them to the main roster or help get these younger guys over or these new recruits over. Um, yeah, I think it's time for Johnny Gargano to move on, um, Tommaso Ciampa to move on. I know it sucks because he's on a roll. Timothy Thatcher to move on. A lot of these older guys that have been around for a while. It's time to kind of usher in a new era of NXT, I think. Yeah, and definitely I think that's associated with this class. I think there's going to be some people who are not going to see on TV for a little while, but I think it's going to be exciting when they do. Also, mm-hmm. I'm noticing something because these are all the releases from WWE. Um, so this is their announcement. They have no issue dropping NWA, Triple A. Mm-hmm. Pro Wrestling Noah, mm-hmm. uh, any of this, man, you don't see it mentioned Impact at all. No. Well, I'm, I'm surprised. Competition. Well, yeah, yeah, but you see him drop like NWA. It's like, huh, mm-hmm. you do that one, but not. Different, different, different ballgame when you try to eat at Vince's ratings and money. I guess, yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, all right. Up next, Angela Arnold. You might know her as AQA. She's been uh, working in Booker T's Reality of Wrestling, uh, trained by Booker T. She's also been show, uh, over in Shimmer. I think she has a very bright future. I don't know if you've seen much of her in ring. Um, but Agreed. I think uh, a lot of the women they signed here, I think, could be pretty big. And I think we're at a good point for the women's roster why they need it. They signed the most women ever to NXT with this one at 10. Uh, we've never seen more women than one. All right, and Parker, because I know you follow me and I follow you. Parker, I'm going to mess up your last name here. Say Minnie it. Brock. Huh? Say it. Mini Brock, it's the next big thing. Oh, Parker my gosh. Bordreau. Yeah, um, this, is, this is probably the one that, that has everybody really excited. Because um, not only does he look – yeah, not only does he look like Brock Lesnar, but like he's built like Brock Lesnar, like to a T. And when you get the vote of yeah. approval from Heyman, um, but props to him though, he's been pretty active on Twitter saying like, "I'm not the next Lesnar, I'm the, I'm the first Parker." Um, so, and, and I live, I'm loving the uh, active nickname he's really pushing here, Destroyer of Gods. Yeah, um, um, also. Yeah. Also going by Big Box Office Boudreaux, yeah. um, which I'm loving. So um, as long as he's got a little bit of charisma, I mean, football players tr- traditionally transition pretty well you to know WWE. Potentially scary than anything. Mm-hmm. He's bigger than Brock Lesnar. He's taller and weighs more. Yeah. Like, we, we talk a lot about, you know, Brock Lesnar being a specimen. We have this guy who, former, I believe, UCF player. Um, Correct. Uh, really, I think, has all the potential in the world. He's been working as an uh, offensive lineman, I believe, um, which is a very different kind of a beast in terms of what you do prepping for it with weightlifting and everything. Um, now that he's in the WWE PC, the proper training and just the change in how he's going to lift, this dude is going to blow up. Um, even if you know he doesn't really talk, you have all the potential in the world to have him come up and be 
you know, uh, the disciple to Roman Reigns here, were just to have mm-hmm. Paul Heyman in this corner as well. Yeah, and tr- and traditionally the bigger name guys that have been able to successfully make the transition have been have have been defensive linemen. Um, you look at The Rock. Um, you look at Roman Reigns. You look at Baron uh, uh, Baron Corbin. Um, you know, just wasn't, to name a few. Wasn't Big E on the D line? That I don't know. Um, he was a nose guard. I know that Baron Corbin was in Madden. Um, but typically those are guys um, that have been successful. Um, Moose, I believe, was a defensive lineman um, over an impact. Um, so, yeah, very excited to see what. Um, defensive lineman for Iowa. There, there you go. Um, but but no real success stories of offensive linemen. So very excited. Um, Moose offensive tackle. Oh wow! Go oh. there there's your your one that's not. He's long and lean. I figured defensive end. Right, you'd think, but you know, I wonder how much he lost weight. Uh, that's a good point. That being said, I mean he is six five, two ninety five. So, yeah, but you're but you're right though. You see offensive linemen uh, retire from the NFL and immediately shed like a hundred pounds, uh, you know, and that's just because now they're breaking away from the you know, yeah, essentially. So, that's why I appreciate you being a, a former football coach here. You add a whole lot of depth to this. I appreciate you. Hey, I'm right there for you. Um, all right, next up, we talked a lot about Parker here. And, and, and I'm not just saying this because we follow each other on Twitter. I do I, I do think he has a very, very high ceiling if everything is the way it seems. Absolutely. Up next, Anthony Henry, standout competitor for Evolve Wrestling. He's been on the WWE Network. Uh, he's wrestled a lot, a lot of guys currently in NXT as well as uh, Street Profits. Um, Chance Barrow, uh, fans probably know him better as Harlem Bravado. He's been all mm. over the place. I think uh, his most successful tenure is in uh, Japan for Pro Wrestling Noah. Zoe Stark recently made her debut in NXT in the Women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. As they say, her intense in-ring style has made her a standout for the black and gold brand in short order. We're going to talk about this. The sky is the limit for her. Oh, 100% agree. I'm not wasting time here talking, talking about it because we'll get to it. Um, yeah, very excited for that. Uh, Christian Brigham, he's worked uh, as Christian Casanova. He's been, uh, I think, on the independence for six years now. So about six years of independence. You, you, if you guys listen to us, you've probably heard him when we talked about uh, all of the GCW stuff. Um, oh my god, I can't remember the GCW the collection. There you go. Or the collective. Yep. Priscilla Kelly. Um Hey girl. Uh <laughs> Drew Casper. He is the brother of Jacob Casper, who joined WWE in October. Both of these guys are, for, are uh, former NCAA professional wrestlers. Drew Casper, heavyweight, two-time All-American, uh, number one seed wrestler in the NCAA Division Three tournament before it was canceled due to COVID last year. Um, 
you guys know me, amateur wrestlers. Book him, book, book him to the moon because I love him. Uh, oh, yeah. already have his brother. We got a makeshift tag team already. Mm. Just don't, just don't be stupid about it. Up next, we got Cora Jade. You've seen her in the Women's Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Uh, she's only 19, which is crazy, but she's been competing in the ring since 2018. Mm, okay. Yeah, so, so essentially she's been working uh, since she was 16. You don't see too many of that, but it, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. Up next... A man I know you know that we've talked about. It's Blake Christian. They have him on here as Christian Hubble. I didn't know he was a former college cheerleader, which would explain how he is so insanely athletic. Yeah. Um, but they do mention his time in Pro Wrestling Gorilla and Game Changer Wrestling. He's recently made a name for himself. Big dude. I definitely think there's a lot of upside for him. At the very least, uh, someone who, if you're really trying to push your cruiserweight title, which you should be. He's a guy who can do that. You you got jokes. I said what I said. Oh no, I agree with Blake Christian. I just yeah. I mean, you really think they're gonna yeah. punch a cruiserweight title? I mean, they do have it on. Um, they do it. Um, what am I saying? You know what I'm saying? They have it. They 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 have it on Phantasma right now. Um, who might who might be dead? No, 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 never. Okay. All right. Up next, we got Matrick Belton. He is a former football player for the University of South Carolina and attended training camps for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's been training uh, to be in ring with Combat Zone Wrestling (CZW) in New Jersey. Mm. I gotta figure out what position he played. Since we're talking about this, we have to now. Um, up next, Cameron Clay. Uh, she's been working for four years on the name Cameron Brene. Uh, relatively un- unknown for the most part, um, but she has worked a lot of independence across with, uh, you know, Shotzi Blackheart. Um, oh, this dude's a wide receiver. Nice. That's crazy. You don't see a whole lot of wide receivers. That being said, 6'4", 205. Yeah. Possession. Mm-hmm. Man, the things I would do if I was 6'4". Uh, Joe Ariel, uh, 25-year-old amateur wrestler from Illinois, undefeated state champion and national champion in high school. He did wrestle in Buffalo, qualifying uh, at the University of Buffalo, qualifying for the NCAA tournament in 2016. Taylor Grotto competed as Avery Taylor for promotions like Evolve and Shine. And Carissa Rivera, who uh, has made her name all over the place in promotions like New and Women's Wrestling Revolution. Whew. There, there's a lot, a lot of talent signed. Yeah, and that's great because, like I said earlier, and you can bookmark it, you can, you, you, you can make note of it, come back to this video, when a year or two down the line, these are mainstays in NXT. Yeah, I'm curious to see who is going to be making the more immediate impact. I would tell you we're probably going to see the women a lot more. Mm-hmm. I think that's a much more needed spot. You might see both of the 
amateur wrestlers, the brothers, the Caspers. Mm-hmm. Um, Blake Christian, I imagine, pretty early on. But I think a lot of the guys who have not had any um, – I think a lot of our more our football players that we've talked about will probably have more time spent uh, lurking in the background, uh, working on the outside, building up a little bit more. Um, yeah, Ty Valkyrie, I'm assuming, going to debut officially here uh, by Mania Weekend. I think that's a very safe assumption. Either that or the NXT right that. after Mania. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's a part of me that thought she was not going to be in NXT, that she was going to go straight to SmackDown, which I thought would be fine for her. Uh, um, Chelsea Green is close to coming back. Which is good, because she's she's a necessary part of that division. Right now. Very much so. So I think that was probably the swing there, is that if, if, if she was going to be another couple months, um, I think they would have not even batted an eye. Um, and and overinflated their women's roster again, um, but yeah. All right, moving on to the next big thing that happened this weekend or this mm. week that dropped yesterday morning and threw I think a lot of us for a loop, especially WWE. Mm. Paul White, formerly known as The Big Show, has officially signed with AEW as a producer, announcer, and uh, in-ring work. Now, this with this announcement, we uh, found out that he's going to be one of the lead announcers with, I believe they said, Tony Schiavone on AEW Dark Elevation, which is going to be another YouTube show that's going to be on Monday. So this time slot where they've kept the women's tag tournament and the current women's title eliminator tournament is now going to be a full-time spot uh, for AEW. So now we're going to officially have a show on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Ain't no wrestling. I don't know. Yeah. Um, this is very interesting because um, they tried to get a deal done um, between uh, between Big Show and WWE. Um, they couldn't agree on a performer's contract so they offered him a legends deal which um i'm going to trust my source on this one is nickels and dimes compared to the dollars that aw was throwing at him um so it wasn't that he didn't that he didn't try to stay with the e where he's been for 22 years um which is a crazy number to think and right? it's I, like over eight thousand days yeah um quick count um we, we um i recently just took a look at uh his his uh, his debut at at wwf in your house st valentine's day massacre 1999 um during the steel cage match between stone cold steve austin vince mcmahon um infamously cut his way through the ring threw austin against the cage the cage broke and swung open allowing austin to win um so, you know, there's, um, you know, he's going to be a Hall of Famer eventually, um, no doubt. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I'm curious you say to see things. how much how much signing here is going to sour that. I mean, it, it would. Mm. He's mm. deserved to be there. I mean, he has done so much for his company. He's done. <sighs> 
so much to make them look good to the point where this dude even got his own Netflix show. Yeah, and then and then you can even think about his time in WCW, um, which is which has been under the WWE umbrella since two thousand one. Um, but he's looped in with with uh, with uh, Chris Jericho also, where he's a bona fide Hall of Famer. He is he is wrestling god, essentially. Um, and it'll be interesting to see once his once either of their careers are officially over how Vince and WWE prepares to handle that. But I feel by that point, um, there may be a changing of the guard in WWE. So I hope so. Otherwise, I'm concerned that I will probably be uh, after death that they get inducted, which would be a shame. Yeah, I think very, very much. Deserve so. to hear everything about what they've done and deserve the praise. Yeah. Um, now I do want to talk about this because we haven't, uh, and the fact that he is signed to wrestle as well. Mm-hmm. And you guys hear us every week and we tell you guys how crap it is when WWE brings back part-timers to be in these main spots, to do all these things. And I think fair is fair here. I do not want to see the big show in ring every week. I, I have nothing but respect for the man. He is a great ambassador. Everything he's done with Special Olympics, everything he's done uh, j- just as a person. I mean, everyone says he is an incredible guy. Mm-hmm. One of the friendliest people in the world. Uh, and Cody talked about how he is someone who can help so much more to the locker room. So I think role as producer and announcer, I'm very excited for I think he's someone who speaks very well. I think he's someone who really understands his business. So I think he's going to do very well in this situation. Mm. I'm okay with the big show wrestling two to three times a year at best. You, I don't want more. You know it's going to be more. It might be. It might be. Um, it might be on the front end. Yeah. And the way I see it. Well, yeah. If you don't mind me adding this if they can put it in a storyline to make me not care that he's on every week and he could be fighting every week, then I'll eat my words and I will say, you know what? I was wrong. And if anyone can do that out of the, all these companies that we talk about, I'm going to go with the one that everyone says has treated stings run as the best thing that legends done in, you know, five to seven years. Yikes. Maybe maybe it's not fair to count Edge in that, um, but I don't count Edge in that. <laughs> um, you can count Matt Hardy in that because he is a guy um, who, after he had that really extensive surgery, I think like two summers ago, um, where he had, where he essentially had to have his back like his back and tailbone like rebuilt, essentially. Mm-hmm. He was a guy that you would you know think would take a step back and. Um, he got signed to AEW. He was doing all the broken stuff. Okay, but he's doing the big money stuff now, and it's and it and it's pretty entertaining. I'm not gonna lie. Him um, as a manager is fantastic. Yeah, and he is. You see him every week, but you only probably see him wrestle a singles match probably once every handful of weeks. And in between those, he's sprinkled in with private party in a six man tag, which is fine. It's a good spot. 
yeah um but you know and i'm okay with the with with show being in that spot and the main reason being um don't forget he got a wwe title shot last 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 year i did know? not and that's i buried it on here that some people that's a thing that some people forgot about um but it's not like he can't perform still and i think if they manage the big show more like Matt Hardy and less like Sting, everything will be fine. Um, but only time will tell. But like you said, put it in the hands of um, the company, I think, that we on this show hold the most faith in. Um, At least across the all the birds. <laughs> true, true. Jeff would say this is horrible. Yikes. <laughs> um. And also, though, with the news of that, we do hear about AEW getting a, a second YouTube show. And a lot of people immediately were like, well, this means we're not getting a second show on TNT, which Tony Khan immediately came out and said that is not true. That's still happening in 2021. Um, so AEW is suddenly about to have four shows on television. In a, well, on television, but four shows produced a week. Let me ask you this. Are you concerned about overkill? It's tough to tell because right now, if you think about it, they have ballpark. They have, they have a dozen matches on dark. Yeah. Um, and it's, all and, of them are pretty good. I'm being real. Yeah. And so my thing is that what I would like to see is that balanced out between dark and elevation. If we can manage to take the hour plus we get out of dark and the 12 matches, spread it out, maybe add a storyline or two to keep. And, and, and this is one thing that was mentioned that, that, that the storylines will carry over across all, all shows still the wins losses will still count. Um, I think if you do that, it'll be fine. Um, but if we have, you know, and I don't know how, you know, elevation will be built or how it will be booked. Can but, I do something to you on it? I think right? this is what I want to see when it comes to elevation and dark. So when we're watching AEW dark and they do have it split pretty well in terms of a lot of guys who are not on roster facing guys on roster but occasionally they have some people not there. We have seen them start showing uh, some of the trainees for um, Nightmare Factory. And they had their own uh, expose showcase. Mm-hmm. I think what I'd really like to see is maybe we have a show dedicated completely and totally to people training or people who are not full time on the roster. So people who could mm-hmm. afford to go and take four or five weeks off and end up working nightmare factory working with QT. Maybe we see like Sean Dean there where maybe he is running a muck. Maybe that's the spot where Sean Dean finds who he is. And then he's going to go from there to dark where he's going to slowly start picking up more wins. And maybe we're going to see Sean Dean go from dark to dynamite. Uh, I think you have a lot of possibilities to work long-term things and really build people up slowly and properly from arrival all the way through Guys like Top Flight who come in and catch everyone's eyes, 
could have a, a weekly showcase on elevation, not because top flight elevation, ha ha ha, but these guys are young. They're incredibly talented and just the more, the more in-ring work they can get, especially on a, in front of a crowd or on any kind of television where they can get feedback from fans is huge. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, um, but if we see 12 matches on dark last night, we had seven matches roughly. Yeah. On dynamite. And then just, just pure speculation. Let's say you have another eight on elevation. So you have 27 matches in a three day span. Um, that's a little overkill. Um, so it'll be interesting how they book it. Like I said, if it's booked right and we're not like killing dark and we're sacrificing that to get elevation, then I'm fine. But I think, I think they'll do it justice though. I'm very excited. Um, there's the stigma that because it happens on dark, it doesn't matter. And I hate that so much. Um, I really feel like so many people discount dark because it's on YouTube rather than television. But I really feel like because it's so much more accessible there mm-hmm. and you have an opportunity to showcase people who maybe are not ready to be on live television yet. Yeah. I don't, I don't see why this is such a bad thing, especially when we're getting incredible matches and guys who aren't signed like TNT, Devon's kids. I think those guys are stars. I'm almost surprised that they were not part of this draft class for NXT. Well, there's probably something in the works there, but I hope I can so. I can I completely agree because um we'll talk about the tag team casino battle royale here, you know, uh, next week when we get to our AEW Revolution predictions. Um, that is Sunday, March seventh. Um, okay. but um, bear. Bear Country's in it, and they have been mainstays on Dark, and it's to your point where things that happen on Dark matter, and that is why they're in the Tag Team Casino Battle Royale. I'm excited. I know we're going to get to AEW more. Um, I just uh, This stuff, I think, is some of the more compelling things because now we, we don't know how we're going to build our shows anymore. I mean... Lord knows yeah. we're going to be rushing to get on here. We might have uh, elevation on for that first hour that we're still on here and then have to immediately switch to raw. Um, so we're going to. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like the damn Hindenburg. <laughs> oh, all right. Talk about something that doesn't make you think of a horrible, horrible death. Unless you're talking about Kota Ibushi and Tetsuya Naito. We have to talk about new japan i'm gonna start real quick with the two matches on new japan strong's new beginning coming up very very soon uh the two matches that are really sticking out there are el Fantasmo versus leo rush which has already happened mm-hmm. uh, i believe el Fantasmo won correct correct and tomorrow night we have john moxley versus kenta finally for the iwgp u.s title some people like to watch yeah some people like to watch the world burn i like to watch kenta finally cash in 
I like to see Kenta put his knee through people's faces. Yeah, but I, I forget whether it was you or Dwight on Monday show. Um, I believe it was you, and you know where I'm going with this already. Um, do do they want to give IWGP more ex- or the IWGP United States Heavyweight Championship and New Japan as a whole more exposure by having the title on AEW? So my answer to that is I firmly believe now that Kenta is winning the belt um, because I guess we'll, we'll slightly get into this more when we talk about AEW and Revolution as a whole. But the card, you look at it, and you know it's going to be a good show. But it does not look like the strongest card AEW has put together. This um, be... There's only three matches that are, that are a multi-man match, and there's eight matches on the card. This would be an excellent opportunity or maybe the Bullet Club to come and do some damage. Uh, because Bullet Club are going to be very busy this weekend with New Japan Castle Attack. Um, do you mind if I just skip night one? I don't think... I mean, Tomohiro Ishii versus Jay White and Okada versus Evil, I think, are going to be good. Oh, um, will be solid, but I don't know. I don't think there's going to be too much focus there as much on night two. You're, you're, you missed the uh, Texas strap match uh, for the King of Pro Wrestling trophy between Randy Champion, Toriano, and challenger Chase Owens. Chase um, case, baby. It's time. Yano time. Yeah. Yano's time to lose. Um, you win this bout uh, by being the first one to pull out all corner pads consecutively while strapped to your opponent. Um, Toriano. This is... <laughs> It is, and I love that it goes with his character, which is even better. This is uh, night one doesn't excite me. You want to know why? Because it's ve- because it's because it's not Western. It, it's 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 just the whole culture shift that um, we talked about when we were um, when we were talking about. Remind me the last the last New Japan show we watched. Are you talking about strong, or are you talking about uh... no? Um, oh my god, New Beginnings? Yes. Um, yeah. Um, where it was that whole kind of cultural shift. Um, and it's becoming more modernized as to what is happening in the States. And that's not New Japan's ballgames. And we've talked about it. And that's what Night One reminds me of. We've talked about ad nauseum. We've talked about so much. Um, Man. Night two, though, I'm very excited for. Uh, We're going to start off with... Yeah, we're going to start with Tenkazi, which is Hiroshi Tenzin and uh, Kojima versus Osprey and Jeff Cobb in the United Empire. We have Chaos, Kazuchika Okada, Ishii, and Toriyano versus Jay White, Evil, and Chase Owens. Gorilla of Destinies, Tama Tonga and Tonga Loa are facing Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi mm-hmm. for the tag titles. Um, we have Hiroshi Tanahashi defending the never open weight title versus Great Okan. Uh, we have a 
three-way for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight title. Talk about something we don't typically see in New Japan. Yeah. Bushi is taking the place of Hiromu uh, upon Hiromu's request versus El Desperado versus El Fantasmo, El Desperado, and uh, Kanemaru just also won the uh, IWGP Junior Tag Titles. Um, I think I think it was clear before the before the Hiromu injury um, who was going to win this match. El Fantasmo. Yeah. I'm curious if that's going to change anything though with Hiromu getting injured. I don't know what the long term plan is there. Yeah. Also, it's also I haven't heard what kind of three way match this is yet. Um, I honestly can't tell you the last singles three way match that new that New Japan had. Kota Ibushi versus Cody versus Kenny. That was the last one? That was the last one, I believe. Okay. So that was for the IWGP heavyweight title. I remembered that one, but I couldn't remember. I mean, 2020 sends you in crazy. The other multi-man match I can really think of. I have a hard time counting the uh, King of Pro Wrestling one. No. That's so gimmicky. Is the fatal four-way of Marty Skrull versus... Hiromu versus Will Ospreay versus Kushida at Wrestle Kingdom 13, maybe 14. Might have been 12, actually. Hmm. Um, which was an incredible match. Uh, and main event time for the Intercontinental title. It's Kota Ibushi versus Tetsuya Naito. I feel like because the stipulation is just for the Intercontinental title, it has to be Naito. Yes, it has to be. It Unless we are unifying, which I don't which, want. Which I will blow my brains out. Because we've, uh, again, talked about this at extensive length. Uh, it's, absolutely, it's absolutely moronic to carry two titles and only defend one. Um, so... If you're gonna, if you're gonna unify them, just unify them and get it over with. Um, I don't think it's the best option. I think right now your best option is to put the IC title on a credible contender, have him build more storylines, have more people on your shows. You're putting on better shows in general. I think it's just time. It's time. We've tried the experiment. I think it's time to move on. Yep. All right. Mm-hmm. Hitting our results now, because man, we, we talked a whole lot about all the news. It was nice. Yeah. Um, I hope you don't mind. We don't do too much focus here for Impact Wrestling. I thought Impact Wrestling had a pretty good show this week. Um, but here are, I think the highlights, if you don't mind me saying this. And you can also mm-hmm. add in any that you feel they're not here on this list. I have Jake Something goes uh doubles up he has an incredible table match with diener at the beginning of the show and then he loses to moose in the main event uh where moose was defending his now sanctioned tna world title they've also fixed it on the website so you know it's real uh this concerns me for the the rumor that dave Meltzer put out there um i am okay with it because i because what was the rumor exactly? Was it that it was for both titles? Both titles. Because at Sacrifice, they've been only advertising it to this point as just for the Impact World title. Yeah, but there's still like two, three weeks till it. 
there's time for them to do it. There's two weeks. So you're right. If it stays where it is now, I'm okay with Rich Swan winning. And that would be because that means Kenny Omega would be going over at Rebellion. And you would still have a more credible champion, sorry, more credible world heavyweight champion on your impact roster. So I guess to, to just go through this rumor here, well, it, it said that this is already taped. I'm not sure if I believe it because I don't believe everything don't believe that showed up has happened. No. Is main event for sacrifice is Rich Swan versus Moose, title for title, and uh, that Rich Swan goes over, and will all all titles will be on the line at Rebellion when it's Kenny Omega versus Rich Swan, all three belts. <laughs> Which look. I'm down with Kenny holding all the gold. I, I mean, that's a whole part of the whole belt collector that thing that mm-hmm. we've talked about here. But, but I don't believe this should be at the expense of Moose. I think this only happens if Moose is gone for sure. Yeah, and if and you like like I said, you know, they may only decide to do one title so that you know. Maybe as an insurance policy, maybe to keep Moose around. Who knows? There's still, like we said, two to three weeks. So I'm just trying to think. Very There's got to be something that happens to Moose to make him lose the belt. Because I don't see Richmond beating yeah. him clean. And maybe yeah. I am totally in the wrong here. I just, I, I, I get it. Impact's about Rich Swan. You can't tell me Rich Swan beats Moose clean. You can't tell me with a straight face. Rich Swan beats Moose clean. That's like Leon Ruff beats Brock Lesnar clean. Uh, yeah, it's very people are very high on Rich Swan as get it. Impact World Heavyweight Champion, and I, I I agree. I don't understand it, um, but I could even see a Tommy Dreamer run in here. Now, it just goes. It just, it just goes with the story. I, I was. This thinking, is all speculation. So I was thinking maybe some Good Brother chaos because they know that the main event will be all titles on the line at, at Rebellion. Maybe that's yeah. where this is going. Maybe that's going to be set up anyway before the match is even made official. Don Callis pulls some strings. Yeah. Um, which okay. All right, if we're doing that, that means I guess uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Other big things that happened on Impact: Chris Bay, Ace Austin, and Black Taurus won their six-man tag, so they are now going to face in a triple threat match uh, to determine who will be the number one contender for the X Division title. Ace Austin ain't gonna get his one-on-one match. This is gonna be Black Taurus getting his shot at TJP. Uh, unless TJP loses, I don't care. It's 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 very much like, hey, you won this you you won this Super X Cup. You know, this is you're one of the best X Division wrestlers that we have. Oh, hey, but guess what? You it have to go nothing. through. A, yeah, it means dick. Okay, you have to win a six man tag, then a triple threat, and then you become the number one. So why did I just beat three other dudes? To win this, and I don't even get a one-on-one match right right off the gate. 
Like it's absolutely, it's, it, this is very TNA. And, and you know, I appreciate that it's being used in a storyline um, with it, but we, we got to do something more to justify it, in my opinion. Maybe well, this is say, like Ace Austin is, is, I don't know, attacking TJP behind closed doors or something. Ha- have some reason where he would be stripped of it or something yeah. happens each time. Mm-hmm. You know, Agreed. conspiracy, this thing, our truth, 20, 2011. Mm-hmm. Like, just do it. And that's what we're going to do. Um, Jordan, Grace, and Jazz beat Susan and Kimberly. They're getting a women's tag title shot. Um, I got to tell you, I think there's going to be some shenanigans because one of those two is going to face uh, Deanna Perrazzo for the women's title here at some point. It's got to be soon. Also, Jordan um, Grace, welcome to Fredericksburg. I hope you enjoy it. It's a wonderful place. Um, I love I love the plug. Um, they've already advertised uh, Deanna Perrazzo versus Jordan Grace for next week. For the title? Uh, that I'm unaware of. Um, I did. I just know that they've already advertised that. That to me screams even more that Jazz is going to be the one who gets the shot at the pay per view. Probably Rebellion. <sighs> there's, there's no one else. There's no one. I hate being that guy. Then just let Deanna Prazo keep it. Yeah, but you got to have her have a match. That's what I'm saying. She's got to mm. beat somebody. Well, and thirty here's days the thing too. Oh no, I'm totally with that. And if not, you better you better give it up. Um, but Jazz was NWA Women's Champion for a long time. Yeah. If 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 memory serves correctly, so I'm totally I'm totally fine um, with this. Um, just don't let her win. She doesn't need the win, especially over um, the best women's wrestler of 2020. Agreed. Agree wholeheartedly. Um, and my last big thing, last big takeaway is man, that uh, AEW paid advertisement where Tony Conscious brought all the heels and they just made fun of Impact, everyone. Yep. I thought that was fantastic. Tony Khan healing it up on Impact is funny to me at the same time this is such a weird dynamic in that kenny omega won the belt and came to impact immediately and is still the bad guy on impact so it's almost like we're beating up impact just because don Callis is involved agreed um kind of weird very maybe impact is being a little bit more heelish and, and going after AEW, but I'm ready to see more impact people on dynamite. I'm ready. We need a full blown, and it, it doesn't even have to be an invasion. Just one or two people. Hell, get 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 Ace Austin on the show. Like, oh my God, could you imagine Ace Austin versus God, Phoenix? Mara, Phoenix. Um, God. I'm just saying, like we're you know we're in this we're in this you know time of professional wrestling where you know we're kind of crossing brands you know and AEW is going to impact 
New Japan is going to Impact. New Japan is going to AEW. But Impact is not going anywhere. You have the Good Brothers that are de facto with Kenny Omega. And that's about it. It, yes. Um, Also, circle back to Jazz. Um, She was women's champion for uh, 948 days. Um, Long ass. Her her singular title reign is the third most... um, days as a a women's champion totally behind yes only behind debbie combs uh with 3461 days and you and then number one scumbag mula uh 9925 days may god have no may god have no mercy on her soul moving on all right nxt um we gotta go through this a little bit quicker i'm sorry nxt because you actually had some things that interested me this week Go. Uh, Swerve murders Leon Ruff with this like adjustment into the apron. It was beautiful. That was great. Yeah, I'm, I'm not taking that bump. Zoe Stark had a match with Io Shirai. Uh, could be a star. Honestly, absolute star. Yeah, if you go back and watch NXT for anything, watch it for the Leon Ruff spot in this. Honestly, I, mean, I got one more in there. Uh, yeah, but these are the two that were like. Very yeah, these are at the top of my list. Zia yeah. Lee puts Casey Catanzaro out, it seems like. Maybe not completely, but injures her leg to the point where she can't continue to compete and then kicks her in the face again. Zia Lee has proven that she is now uh, someone to not be fucked with. Yeah. All right. I, I, I apologize. There is a third spot. Yeah, I was about to say the one that. Well, wait, 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 because there actually might be two. Listen, Ted DiBiase can kiss my grits, okay? <laughs> there is Cameron Grimes fails to be the Million Dollar Man. Fucking uh, Virgil reached out to him and was like, "Hey, hottest duo in professional wrestling today," and uh, Cameron Grimes was like, "Nah, I see what the Million Dollar Man does. I don't do that." <laughs> Uh, making fun of the fact that he just dropped the ball with all of that. Um, Santos Escobar versus Karrion Cross. They met in the parking lot. They beat the hell out of each other in an ODQ match. Like it was said, they know how to do it. They showed up in street clothes and taped fists. Get done. Um, hot p- Possible hot take. This is my favorite Karrion Cross match. In NXT? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I actually um, really agree with that. I thought the uh, yeah. Keith Lee match went a little too long for me. Keith Lee went a little too long. There wasn't enough in the Tommaso Ciampa match. Um, he had that match against Dijak on NXT that was essentially a glorified squash match. Um, this made him almost look human at times. Um, but, uh, okay, I, I, I have to applaud NXT and Legato del Fantasma. It's a no disqualification match. You should be getting involved. Thank you for following the rules and at least trying to help out. Yep. Uh, that, that is like, oh my God, just, just fucking make them main eventers at this point. Do it. Tag champs and North American champion. Agreed. Move them up the roster. Adam Cole puts down Roderick Strong. Adam Cole comes out to do his explaining and he goes, 
I came out here to, to tell you everything, but after watching that film, I'm just, I'm so ashamed of myself. I, I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, Roderick comes out like, look, dude, you messed up. I don't know what Kyle's going to do when you, when, when he gets back, but it ain't going to be pretty. Uh, Finn Balor attacks him. Uh, Cole puts out Balor. Roddy meets Adam Cole in the ring. They're crying. We're, you know, we're going to, we're going to do this. We're going to get together. We're going to fix it. Okay. Cole crotches Roderick strong and says, you are weak. You are never undisputed. Rips off the dog tag, super kicks him in the face. Hangman page saw ghost. <laughs> yep. Full turn, baby. I loved it. I loved it. I, and you know what? I love uh, singles wrestler Roderick Strong. So yeah. I'm about it. Next level. Agreed. All right. AEW. Uh, apparently Mox opened up the show with a really great promo. A lot of people were ranting and raving about it. Um. So we got the Mox and Ryan Nemeth match first, um, which, you know, Nemeth got some offense in, but nothing to brag about. It was a, it was a glorified squash match. And then you get this promo where people are going in, insane over. Um, this was a WWE-esque promo for him. He can do better. Um, I don't know if maybe this was more, maybe this was more written down and scripted because of the length of it. Um, it was just missing something for me. And people go crazy over this promo. And it might be because it's, you know, it's building to the Kenny Omega match, which is okay. Um, but but he's sitting there in, in the chair ring and he's and he he's saying, what is what what comes to your mind when I when I say it exploding barbed wire. Death. And and it's just very like reserved, and it's like it, there's so many hills and valleys that the tone is all over the place. Um, so for you, Marks, this is this is Cod Sinclair's final count on it. It was a man promo. Will you say it was a one count? Um, I would I would give it a one and a half because it's building to a better it's building to a better tomorrow. Dig it. I dig it. Uh, you want to go ahead and talk about this Team Taz versus Varsity Blondes. I do want to say yeah. this actually real quick, if you don't mind, do it. before I hand this over to you. Uh, Team Taz goes over. No one mm. surprises. The right choice. Pillman Jr. does the right thing in the business. Goes to Twitter and goes, look, you know, I'm okay. Um, the stairs breaking my ribs broke my fall. Uh, but look, guys, Team Taz is real. <laughs> they aren't fake. Yes, put over your opponents. You're not going to get anyone over if you're talking about them being trash. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, they had a lot of time to shine in this match, which I love. <laughs> RC Blondes are on Dynamite now, no longer dark, you know, fully dark bound, I believe. I think they've made the jump. Um, we get this kind of black and white old school video. Um, Someone driving a car through a desert um, with a body bag in tow. Um, you, you open up the body bag, and it's Darby Allen. He sits up, and he's smiling. Um, you know, Sting comes out. You have, you have Darby pull the Shawn Michaels Re WrestleMania 12, um, you know, coming into the, coming into the stadium. Um, but 
Okay, Sting, Sting is 60, okay? Brian Cage is, is a genetic machine. Sting should not be getting offense on a, on a relatively fresh Brian Cage who just killed both of the Varsity Blondes at the end of their match. And had time to recover because we had to watch that video. Um, My big issue was watching Darby uh, Allen zip line down to the ring and you see him like trying to set up to land and you just see cage like yeah like, okay nah, dog. Jer- at the very least like be out of the ring and start moving towards him do something okay we, we can't keep doing the standing around bit that's my issue i'm giving jeff a lot of credit for this because um because this is this is something he gripes about a lot and this is a perfect example of it if you've ever seen him rant um, it's people just standing around waiting for the next thing to happen. Typically it's in six man, eight man tag, tag matches or AEW lumberjack matches where there's always that big spot where they're standing around waiting for somebody to do a flippy do and they've got to be in the right spot to catch him. So nobody times it correctly. And they're just standing there kind of muddle. They're, they're kind of just muddling around. Um, and then it happens. And that was what this was. He comes in and both him and Starks were just standing there like, it's, it's just a bad look. It makes the heels look dumb. And it frightens me for revolution as to what's going to happen. Um, yeah, I am very concerned. I, I'm, I'm torn because on one hand, like you, you're trying to do everything you can to put Darby Allen over here and you're really, really pushing it. But God, do we need to keep pushing Darby Allen to this point? We're acting like this guy needs to win the world title next month. Like we're trying to do everything we can to make him that level guy, but we don't, we don't need him there. We don't. I would really like it if maybe we're pushing team Taz to be higher up. And I, I know I've been advocating team Taz here since they showed up. Um, I, I think everything that they do is fantastic. There's no reason we can't have them win more on, along this feud. Agreed. Um, so that's my big issue. Um, I, and once again, I think we may be on the outside looking in on this one, uh, just in terms of PWOs having a different opinion of, of the majority here. Bleacher Report considered this an A segment. Uh, they said the whole thing with Sting coming in, there's absolutely no denying. Um, you know, he's just as strong as any legend being used in professional wrestling currently. Um, this isn't Goldberg coming back to win a world title. This isn't Brock Lesnar popping up uh, once a year and winning a belt in eight seconds. This is Sting boosting Allen's profile and trying to enhance the process and credibility of Team Taz. Um, Everything from the vignette to Alan dropping in from the sky was fantastic, added considerable heat and built great anticipation for the street fight. A killer television segment all around. Yeah. Um, if anything, Sting is overshadowing Darby Allen in this entire feud. Um, the build has been that, you know, Darby's been getting beat up by Team Taz. Oh, uh, calls on the reinforcements or however their paths crossed it's doing okay great pop great you know just coming out um what has sting done show up and pointed and said maybe five ten words 
Yeah, I mean, I'm a thug. His, prom- his promos also. I'm a hoodlum. His, his live promos, they're not even a minute. And that's very, and it's very apparent that they're trying to, you know, give us Sting, but then pull back what he's trying to do. Um, and it's and it and it's overexposure, and it's really, I, you gotta let Darby swim on his own, man. If you're gonna build him up to be this Superman, then you don't need Sting, a sixty-year-old man who eats dinner at fucking four in the afternoon, come in, hit Brian Cage with a scorpion death drop, and Cage lay on the mat for a minute and a half. It's absolutely ridiculous, and it's sad. I'm never going to put or say someone's finisher ain't enough. All right, look. 20, 60 to 30, I get it. Uh, 2021? But 2021? Somebody say drop in for ratings? It's bad. Back by popular demand. Yes. I guess this will make it the three-man power trip. Only if you're here to crap on the Darby Allen stuff. That's the whole reason he came over. Thank God. <laughs> so, my problem with this um, is I actually am going to predict before the prediction show. Um, we'll see with all this buildup that they've had, despite the fact that this should be the major payoff in this uh, rivalry, we're actually going to see whoever wins the uh, ladder match have shenanigans here to help Team Taz win. To go after Darby. Actually, no, but speaking of that, there is a sixth spot that hasn't been announced for the face of Revolution ladder match. It's supposed to be a surprise. Also, before you go, Mm. you can do that now. You're good. Mm. Yeah. 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 So, who do you think the sixth man's going to be? I think it's going to be just incredible. Not actually. I just want you guys to know about him coming on our show on Monday. I was going to yeah. say Will Hobbs. Will Hobbs. Will Hobbs. And you know I'm saving would, mine. I'm saving mine for the prediction show. You know what that would, and you know what that would be? Shenanigans. That would, that would be just incredible. It would be just incredible. <laughs> On March 1st. Monday night. Did someone say ratings drop? As he shimmies out, Very, it's Zoidberg out of the kitchen. I don't even know how to respond to that. As long as we got a no, well, I guess yeah. between us right now, it's the waka waka waka. I'm cutting to this Miro uh backstage thing. Do Miro, it. Miro cuts hilarious promos. Please let him do more of these. Um, building up to a potential more, more than likely tag match between um. Uh, between him, Kip taking on uh, the best friends minus um, minus minus Trent, uh, so that should be fine. Um, next, we get the squash match with Jake Hager and Brandon Cutler. Um, obviously, Brandon Cutler loses. He starts to get beat up. Um, the Jacksons come out, say we're not waiting until Revolution. You know, we'll take. You know, you, you know, Jericho and MJF on now. Um, cut to the back and another just questionable decision. Um, earlier in the show, they showed, um, they showed Matt and Nick taking, 
taking pictures with, you know, mama, papa buck uh, by the production truck where their faces are on it. Um, so cut back to current time. Um, so they cut backstage and I guess Jericho and MJF have, have assaulted Papa Buck and he's busted open, but he's not busted open. It's paint. It looks like it's paint or fake blood and it's splattered all over Papa Buck's face. Um, obviously, um, you know, chase ensues. Um, that's, that's really it. It's very much leading to um, the tag match at Revolution between those two. Um, I don't know what to think about that one. Saving it for the prediction show. Yeah, we'll definitely go more into that. I'm, I'm yeah. curious to see how we go here. Um, Hangman Page defeats Cassie with a little help from the Dark Order after Hangman, uh, after. Matt Hardy tries to get involved, but then Matt Hardy murders Alan Angels, number five of the Dark Order. Uh, just tosses him from the ramp through a table on the side there. Uh, great spot. And also everyone on the Dark Order putting up things, being like, how dare he? And now we have a 10-man tag next week. I'm for it. I like it. And also TH2 being under the money Matt Hardy brand. I am actually a big fan of that decision. Hmm. Um, I think it's a very smart move, and I think those guys need someone who can talk for them. Um, yes. Both of them have like a very different style of, of promo, and I don't yeah. think it translates well to the audience in general. Um, Agreed. Uh, Jack Evans comes off a little crazy. Yeah. Britt Baker, DMD, versus Nyla Rose. And I got to tell you, this was so close to being my match of the night. This is a, a fantastic match. They gave these women a long time. They had a really great back and forth. Nyla Rose went over, um, which honestly, uh, despite the rumors, um, caught me off guard with how everything was going. I thought there were so many opportunities where Britt Baker had her. Um, I thought this was fantastic match. Mm-hmm. I agree. This was... Um... This is a great women's match for AEW. They have been killing it with their Eliminator tournament. Um, I think this has been a great platform to not only get re-exposure to some of the Joshi wrestlers that were in AEW before COVID, but also to give us some new matchups in AEW that we've been needing and lacking and missing. And stylistically, you look at these two and you don't think they would put on a great match. Um, but they exceeded my, my, my expectations and then some. Um, so I'm very excited that they just strapped the rocket to Nyla at this point. Um, yeah. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, great match. Uh, next, well, originally we had set for next Monday to talk about the AEW Women's Tournament, but that might just have to be what we do on Thursday or maybe. Mm-hmm. We just have to make a whole extra show to talk about it because suddenly we have an interview with Just Incredible on Monday night from 7.30 till 9.30, a special two-hour show, if you guys didn't know. Just wanted to make sure. I don't know if we said anything. Um, Main event time, Phoenix versus Lance Archer with a potential match of the year candidate. Stop. Uh, Look, I'll put this match Tony Tony Uh, ruined it for me. Maybe, maybe. But I loved yeah. this match. Uh, oh, no, this match was excellent. It was incredible. 
You had a top rope Spanish fly. Um, man, Phoenix, arguably the arguably the best wrestler on the planet today. Let me yeah, let, let me share with you um, some uh, some fun fact here. Um, Phoenix has had four main event matches on Dynamite in 2021. Um, those are the only four matches he's been in in 2021. Wow. Yeah. That is insane. I know what, I don't know if he's won a single one of them. And here's the thing. He he doesn't have to. No. Because incredible and he makes everyone look incredible. And even if he loses this, we talk about, you know, the quality of wins and losses. Um this is one of those where um if he puts on a great show, then he's he's going to win no matter what. And you know what? This is what I wish they were doing with Darby Allen. He doesn't need to win every week. I think you guys need to hear me say this like this because you guys need to realize he uh, doesn't need to win every week. This is the blueprint. Yeah. Phoenix yeah. star. He hasn't won um, a single one of these main event matches, and he is a star. Yeah. AEW is loaded at the top of their card. Um, it's absolutely incredible. I think AEW is just loaded. I mean, the, the requirement of dark and elevation, I think, are fantastic. Um, and being able to spread these guys out. We just got to reshuffle a little bit here, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. John Moxley needs to disappear for six to eight months. Well, Let he's going to. Well, he's going to uh, because Renee Young still needs to have a baby. wire death match. Uh, he, yeah, he's going to be out. That's going to be his last match. That's, that's my one spoiler I'm going to make ahead of the prediction show, which maybe I will also reiterate out, there. Maybe, uh, maybe yeah. revolution at the end of the year. Listen, Seth Rollins was even off for a handful of months to be home with Becky Lynch. Okay. It, it's, he's going to be home with Renee. Um, he's going to come back on his own terms to a huge pop. And um, I'm going to come back here to this Phoenix-Lance Archer match. Yes. Lance Archer goes over. At the end of it, he does show some respect for Phoenix. He picks his head up. I'm like, Archer going in. He's just going to, you know, finish the job here. But, Mm -hmm. hey, you know. um, And Bleacher Report, I think, does a very interesting thing here that uh, they bring up something I think is going to be very obvious. Uh, This ladder match. Also features Cody Rhodes, the same Cody Rhodes who beat Archer to become the first TNT champion, the same title that the winner gets a shot at. I'm kind of really starting to think maybe this is the time Lance Archer is going to get the shot. I don't know who this is. I hope so. And I think we kind of talked about that, Pat and I, when he came on the show for a quick little ratings boost. But figuring out who that six man is going to be, we'll include that in our predictions on next week. Um, but this was uh, an incredible AEW. People were nuts about it. Um, some things I thought could have been better, as you have heard me say. Um, but once again, a, a pretty consistent, good show. Yeah. Um, agreed. Three pretty strong shows, all things considered. Um, Beat NXT in ratings by about 100,000. Yeah. And you know what? If AEW is over 800,000, and NXT is over 700,000. What a time to be a wrestling fan. 
you have you have more people watching professional wrestling on Wednesday than you do on Monday. We're getting there, yeah. And it's absolutely crazy. One last thing, because I know we're running short on time. Yeah, uh, we have we have new NXT United Kingdom Tag Team Champions. The team of Pretty Deadly uh, defeated Mark Coffey and Wolfgang. Um, please check out NXT. Check out NXT UK. It probably has. Um, it has my match of the year. Um, on on there from um, a month or so ago. So go, so go check it out. What a time, man. What a time. Cod, this is such a fun show. I'm going to need you to hit him with the plug, though. Yeah. Go to the YouTube page. Check out all the great stuff we have going on there. Um, definitely go check us out um, on Twitter, Instagram, um, maybe something else in the works to be announced at a later to be named date. Um, also, next Saturday, um, F March something. Um, we Jeff Hall and myself, we were doing a special live stream of WrestleMania 12 match between Shawn Michaels, Brett the Hitman Hart. Um, if you haven't seen the match, we won't spoil it for you. Um, time to be determined, um, but it will be Saturday, March 6th, 2021, special episode of the Ref Bump. Also, this weekend, we have another episode of the Ref Bump coming out. Um, it is MLW Superfight 2019. Um, that one is easily accessible on YouTube. Um, we will post that link in the description of that video when we post it. Um, so you can click in and watch it. So um, a lot of interesting stuff, not to mention, last thing, Monday, March 7th. I'm sorry, Monday, March 1st. I'm getting ahead of myself. baby. Monday, March 1st, 2021. PWO welcomes the hardcore icon, former ECW World Heavyweight Champion, just incredible, to the WrestleCast. You can catch that on Facebook and Twitter. That is Monday, March 1st, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. Um, and you can check it out on Facebook and Twitter. Please do it. He is awesome. He is genuine. And it's going to be a blast, I'm telling you now. I'm very excited to see it. And guys, if you like us having these interviews, if you like what we're putting on, the, the shows that we have for you on YouTube, on Facebook, 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 uh, you know, you can support us at ko-fi.com slash PWO123. It's as easy as one, two, three. And for a small price of a cup of coffee, you can help us put these things on. You guys can help us bring the wrestlers here. You guys can have an opportunity to ask some questions to the wrestlers. Guys, hit that comment section. Let us know. We can put it on our list so we know what to ask after this weekend. You're on a deadline. You got till Monday, 730. So, with that, guys, I must bid you all adieu. Goodbye and good night. Have a great weekend. Bang. Ref bump. Uh, quick count.